0: I have mentioned it before many times on this show. Edward and I love racing games. One evening, he and I were at a local game shop looking through the used game section. We found two games that caught our eyes. Longshot the Dice Game and Elfinland. Longshot caught our attention because it was designed by Chris Handy and published by Perplexed, the same designer-publisher duo behind Roland Wright. That was, well, a roll and write game that I impulsively bought for $5 at a convention and we played it on vacation. It was a blast. So getting Longshot was a no-brainer. In Longshot, you and your opponents are watching a horse race. You are betting on the horses, buying the horses, and trying to push your horses over the finish line. One great thing about this game in the workplace, it can play up to 8 people. You can even play this over a video call if you so chose. So sit down with your coworkers. everybody get your mint julep in hand, sit down, and let's get ready to play Long Shot the Dice Game. Alright, welcome back to Lynch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins, and let's take a look at the rule clarity for Longshot the Dice Game. The rulebook for Longshot is quite longer than expected. However, it is very detailed and leaves nothing to chance. At least for the main game. I have not attempted the solo play yet on it, but maybe I should. It does take up the last couple pages of the rulebook. Time to explain to newcomers. I recently explained Long Shot the Dice game to a coworker. Oddly, the other two had already played and all three of us thought we had played with the fourth, but no. So I explained the game to him in under ten minutes. There are a lot of rules, but once you explain the iconography, it goes quickly. You can explain the mechanics just going down the list of the actions listed on the player map. Gameplay. Setup is quick and easy. Select a deck of horse cards numbered 1-8 through eight and place them off to the side of the board, which is the racetrack. Each deck of horses has a different symbol on the right edge, apple core, fence, or the hand batting symbol. It is suggested in the rules to play with the apple deck first. Place the 8 horse tokens on the board at the start line. Give each gambler a player mat and a dry erase marker. Deal each gambler a starting card which they will use to jumpstart their concession section of the mat and get their two first bets for free. Lastly, everyone writes $12 into the circle on the bill in the right hand side of the board. The game flow is quite simple. The active gambler rolls the two dice, the horse die dictates which horse will move forward, and the movement die states how many spaces. The board has lines dividing the track into 15 different sections. Once the rolled horse moves, check its corresponding card for any additional horses that will move one space. These horses will have an X over their colored jersey at the bottom of their card. Move them one space forward, starting with the lowest number and working to the highest. In our most recent game, the number 8 horse never left the starting gate. Now that all the movement is completed, it is time for all the gamblers to take one action. The player mats list all the actions at the bottom, and as soon as a few rounds are played, the iconography makes sense. The main thing to note, all actions pertain to the active horse, the one rolled on the D8. These actions are, concession the horse by crossing off its number from the concession section, In this section, a gambler is trying to complete rows or columns of X's. When one or two, if you can line up where they intersect, a bonus action can be taken. I will discuss these a bit more in a minute. You can helmet the horse by marking off the helmet square next to that horse's number. This will allow the gambler to bet on the horse past the red no bet line on the track. Otherwise, when a horse crosses into this final stretch, a gambler can no longer bet on the horse. Jersey the horse by marking off the square in the jersey column and then marking any horse number off on the current horse's card. This will allow that horse to move one space on future turns when this active horse moves again. And yes, you can Jersey the horse on its own card. And this is a good way to get your horse to move one extra space when it is rolled and can push you to victory. Bet $3 on the active horse. Add $3 to its betting column and subtract $3 from your current money supply. Buy the horse for the price listed on the upper right of the horse card. This gives that gambler any money won from placing in the top three. It is important to note two things. Other gamblers can still use the jersey action and bet on this horse. And the owner still has to have used the helmet action in order to bet on it when it passes the no bet line. Just because you own it doesn't mean you can bet on it whatever you want. And lastly, you can choose to do nothing and erase a used wild space. More on that in a minute. Once everyone has selected their action play, passes to the left and that gambler rolls the dice. This continues until three horses pass the blue finish line. Then all the bets are collected. Winnings added, leftover money, and helmet-jersey combos are multiplied. The gambler with the most money wins. Now let's talk about the concession stand. The 4x4 grid of numbers gets a jump start at the start of the game with the starting card. Throughout the race, gamblers can use the active horse's number to cross off more to complete rows and columns, sometimes both if planned carefully. When a row or column is complete, the gambler will then get to select a bonus action from the 3x4 grid below. This can be to add $7 to their cash on hand, place a free $3 bet on any horse, take the helmet or jersey action on any horse, or even take a free horse. Just mark off the desired action. They can only be used once each. Lastly, there are four movement options to move the horses forward and two move them backwards. It is important to note that the bonus movement cannot push a horse to victory. Okay, I mentioned that a gambler can choose to do no action and erase a used wild. If a gambler wants to take an action on a horse that is not the active horse, the gambler can cross off one of the three horseshoes and take any action on any horse. After three times, taking no action will be required to regain one of these. This may sound like a bad deal, but trust me, it might be your best option. The game ends when the third horse crosses the finish line. When a horse crosses the finish line and its number is rolled, the horses jerseyed at the bottom of the card still move. Horses can still be jerseyed on it. Bets cannot be placed once it crosses the finish line. When the third horse crosses the line, finish the movement phase, then any horse that does not cross the red no-bet line does not score any money for bets placed. When tallying up gambling winnings, each gambler will multiply their bets times the odds on the horse for the position it finished. If it placed, the odds are printed on the card. As long as a horse crossed the no bet line, you still score one times the amount of money getting your money back. The purse for first, second, and third is printed on the board. For any horse that you have marked off both the helmet and the jersey, $5 is awarded. Then add any leftover cash on hand and add it all up. There is a nice scoring section in the lower right of the player mat to help guide you this part. Then the most money wins. I do declare. What do you call a horse that can't lose a race? Sure bet. Sure bet. Replayability. Indeed, I have played this game many times already and I'm always ready to play it again. There are expansions that change the powers of the horses giving each play a little different feel. When a gambler buys a horse, there is a special ability that horse could give the owner of it. It could be something simple like, when you bet on this horse, bet an extra dollar. Or, when you complete a column or row in the concession section, something bonus happens. Make sure you check what your bonus action is when buying a horse. These expansions give different bonuses. Component Quality Long Shot is a well-made game. The player mats are a nice thick card stock that has a dry erase finish. The horse cards are made of the same material, just not quite as thick. And they shuffle easily. All come clean very easily with the eraser attached to the given markers that come with it. It comes with these eight markers with the erasers on the end. The finish standee marker is just a typical standee and is completely unnecessary. But that doesn't stop us from putting it up at the end of the board. All eight horses are made out of wooden pieces that look different. The board is a nice thick chipboard. The box is nice and magnetic. And finally, the dice. The D6 is custom. The D8 is custom and looks great. It is engraved for each number, and it is colored for each horse. Lunchtime Potential Longshot the Dice game states its game time as 25 minutes. It is definitely a lunch half-hour game. Once you've played it once or twice, it can easily be played twice in a full lunch hour. I bet on a great horse. It took seven horses to beat it. No? Artwork. The art by Klaus Souza fits the feel and theme of Long Shot the Dice Game. It is light and funny. Each of these horses look different and have a different personality as well as a different name in each deck for these adorable characters. Klaus's artwork makes the game even better and I simply enjoy it. Other. The original game, Longshot, was published by Z-Man Games here in the U.S., and it is a bit hard to find. I located a copy on the BGG market, and it just arrived, and we played it, so look forward to a review on that in the coming weeks. On the other hand, there is a smaller version that has been made by designer Chris Handy in his Pack-O-Game series. It is simply called Win. I have pre-ordered it. And I cannot wait to play it and report back to you on it as well. Expansions. There are five mini expansions for Longshot, but really there are four additional sets of horses with different abilities in one set of track events. I've already told you about the different horse cards, but let's talk about the track events. The track events adds a new dimension to the game. Shuffle and flip over one or two, typically two, and these put new rules or restrictions into place. We've been using these, and they add a lot of fun and variation to the game. One of them adds a mud section, and the horse must stop no matter how much movement is left when entering the muddy space. Another only allows two horses per space, so a horse slips through to the next space. The last game we played had one where we were not allowed to use a concession bonus of moving the horses backwards. These all make for some fun chain reactions in the game. Once we started using the events, we couldn't stop. They each add another layer of strategy to the game. Bang for the buck. Longshot retails for about $30. I cannot remember what I paid for it, probably because I threw away the receipt so the wife wouldn't find it. You can also get the whole bundle off the Perplex website for $50. That is the game and all the expansions. And to me, that's just the way to do it. Just get it all at once. Maximize your money. Minimize your shipping. This gambling horse racing game is well worth the money. The production quality ensures that it will stand up to the amount of playing time that you and your friends will certainly be giving it. Summary. What is one of the hardest times to win a horse race? 12.31 because it's 29 to 1. I apologize for all the bad horse jokes. Okay, I really don't. Long Shot the Dice game offers great decision making. Every role, you are in charge of what you do. You and all your fellow gamblers have the same options. The starting cards are slightly different for each player, but they are well balanced. It all comes down to how risky you are versus your opponents. It's all a gamble and all fun. Buying the right horse at the right time, betting it all on the right horse, or strategically moving the right horses forwards and backwards can make all the difference. These decisions are also what makes us keep coming back for more. Longshot currently has an impressive 7.7 with 6,600 ratings on BoardGameGeek, and it is 54th overall for family games. The wife does play this with the son and me at times, so I can attest it is fun for the family as well as for the office. So, mix up some mint juleps, but probably not at work and enjoy Chris Handy's marvelous racing game long shot the dice game and don't forget to stay tuned for review of long shot the original and win the Paco games version coming out later this year and as usual you can reach out to me at eat lunch and board game dot com facebook dot com slash eat lunch and board game or you can always email me at eat lunch and board game at gmail dot com and remember board games build bridges